Hello, everybody. It's Michael Govier, co-host along with Christopher Deary of what used to be known as the Sharp Idiots. We are now known as, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, the podcast. That's right. Based on the 1989 seminal film, The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. This little disclaimer before the show starts is to let you know that we are no longer the Sharp Idiots. We are, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, the podcast. Two L's, two Z's. So when you listen to this show, just know that any reference to contacting us through the Sharp Idiots social media or the email is no longer relevant. You can now contact us at Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. Send us a photo of your favorite baseball card from when you were a kid or of your keeper list and who you're deciding to keep or not keep. It's that simple. We're talking baseball now. College football era is over. We love baseball. Me and Deary are huge fans of it. So we're just going to talk baseball and fantasy baseball because that's where our heart lies. That's our bread and butter. So we hope you'll come along for the ride. And you can contact us at Palazzo Podcast on all of the social media along with the Proton Mail. That's Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. So hit us up. We'd really love to hear from you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. All references to the sharp idiots in this podcast are no longer relevant. It's Enrico Palazzo! everyone, I'm Michael Govier, and you are? My name is Chris Deary. Nice to see you, Chris. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, we had a little break here, uh, ready to get the pod back up and started. We got some changes. Well, there's going to be some changes here, but the good news is that it's going to be for the better. We're all about progress, growth, and finding a new way to do something better than it was done before. And hopefully we can do that. It's great to be back. We've been off for about a month, Deary. What'd you do in the last month? I didn't do much, man. I had three weeks off work. Uh, I actually did work a couple days in there, but I, I watched a lot of movies uh, during Christmas. Watched Ken Burns Baseball. I think I watched four discs of that. That's kind of a yearly thing for me uh, during the holiday season. But uh, yeah, just kind of sitting back, relaxing, and uh, ready to get back onto this pod. Wait, you... What? You watched... Every year, you watch the whole Ken Burns series? Every year, on Christmas Day, my wife and I watch Ken Burns Baseball. Wow. Yeah, we'll throw in a couple discs. We started with, uh, I believe, Disc 5, which is uh, kind of all about New York in the in the 40s and early 50s, about the Giants and Dodgers and Yankees, which is super compelling. And then I, uh, I watched uh, Inning Number 10, too, which uh, dealt with kind of uh, 95 on to, uh, I think, 2009, 2010. 95 is where inning 10 starts? Yeah, so it's split into two. Um, kind of goes through the uh, the Braves dynasty and the Yankees dynasty through the 90s and early two, 2000s. Uh, talks a lot about, uh, you know, the, the influx of Latino players into the league and, you know, some of the academies they're building down in Puerto Rico and the Dominican. And uh, 
And it goes into that big uh, scandal, the Cubs Cardinals Maguire Sosa scandal. So that's uh, it's is pretty exciting. Was that a scandal? I mean, it's just part of baseball history now. People are getting in the Hall of Fame like in record numbers. Bonds, Clemens, Maguire, they're all in the Hall of Fame now. It's amazing. That seems like a distant <laughs> memory, dude. I mean, yeah, it's over 20 years now. It's it's so crazy. I mean, the Bond stuff happened. Uh, I mean, Bond's been in the league so long now. It's, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it was a really long time ago. Um, but, yeah, you know, baseball scandals. That's kind of something that we're going to talk about a little bit today as well. Well, I love baseball scandals as much as anybody, and we'll get into some of that because obviously there's a huge story about cheating. People are cheating. Do you believe it? I cannot believe there's cheating going on in baseball after all these years. We try to clean up the game. What a goddamn shame it is. You know, I was thinking about this earlier as uh, I was thinking about, you know, scandals really make sports sometimes. Uh, and anytime you have big business and you have sports involved and teams trying to get a competitive edge, players, uh, you know, trying to get more money based on some of their statistics that they're rolling out, there's always going to be some type of scandal. I mean, it goes all the way back to the Black Sox back in the early 1900s. And uh, I was thinking... Were there any scandals between then and then, like, you know, the 70s and early 80s when started, like, you know, uh, amphetamines started coming out, and then, you know, the Pete Rose scandal, and, and then kind of anything that happened the last 30 years? There wasn't much in between there, I don't think. Well, it was after the fact, but the greenies of the 50s and 60s were a big deal. Greenies! Remember, grab the coffee with the green handle! But that was after the fact. Um, I don't know, I'd have to do some more research. If anybody has some great scandals, some memorable moments from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, of course there was the reserve clause with Kurt Flood in 1970. That wasn't a scandal so much as a movement, but yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Hit us up, the sharp idiots at protonmail.com. Let us know about the scandals we forgot. So in the meantime, uh, we are switching out of college football. If you've been listening to this show over the last few months, we talk college football exclusively with the Michigan, Michigan State focus. So that's over now. We're done with that. We've moved on. We love baseball, me and Deary. are baseball buddies. So we're going to start talking baseball, fantasy baseball, and how the format goes over the next couple of weeks is to be determined, right? I'm not sure if we're going to do a couple fantasy shows and then mix in like a baseball-only show, but it's going to be baseball. We know that for sure. So if you don't like baseball, I guess it's time to move on. <laughs> we'll miss you. We'll miss the... Uh, you know, all the legitimacy of college football and, how, you know, there's players that get paid now. Everything's changed so much. There's really nothing left to talk about. All college football scandals and controversies have been settled. It's great. Yeah, I'm excited to move into something new. I mean, like you stated, we're, uh, we're baseball buddies over here. Uh, baseball's my favorite sport. Fantasy baseball is just huge between both of us. And I think uh, focusing on some, some fantasy baseball talk with some, some other uh, – you know, MLB news throughout the next, you know, seven, eight months would be fantastic. So uh, hope everyone else is on board and uh, you can come give us a listen. That's wonderful, Deary. I love your enthusiasm. All right, enough of that propaganda. Let's talk about the Astros' nightmare. We all know what happened. Something bad happened. Somebody hit a trash can and then somebody hit a home <laughs> run. That's what the scandal's about, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild, and it's kind of ever-breaking news right now. So as I was driving over here, I, I was amazed. I was like, this is going to be great to talk about because, I mean, things are just changing every hour based on uh, what's going on in the story. Well, what happened? Well, I mean, it, you know, it first comes out, you know, over over kind of the, the break after the World Series happened uh, that, you know, the Astros were, were stealing signs and using technology to do, that, to do so. Kind of 
kind of went away for a while. No one had talked about it. I'm like, you know, our, our punishment's coming out. What's going to happen? And then... Oh, like in December? and Yeah, yeah. yeah it just kind of went away. But I guess they were doing some more investigating. And then, you know, it, it comes out uh, later last week that uh, yeah, it seems like they have some evidence. And uh, they come down hard. The Astros initially come out and say that uh, Cora... Or not Cora... Um, AJ Hinch and uh, Jeff Leno are both going to be suspended for a year, and not no more than two hours later, it finds out that nope, they're going to be done. Um, so both guys get fired, they're out, um, and then the ball just keeps kind of rolling after that. Um, Cora gets fired from the Red Sox two days later, and then today the big news comes out that a player has been hit who is now a coach. So a player, Carlos Beltran, who was on the 2017 Astros team, now retired, just gets hired by the Mets in the offseason, and now they part ways with him today. So uh, this is pretty wild. And uh, in the last couple hours, we have even more news on this. You want to share the more news we have here, Mike? Well, is it really news? Well, I don't like this because, okay, so Altuve and Bregman are being accused of wearing buzzers by Beltran's niece and then corroboration by Trevor Bauer. And this is all on Twitter. So... What do we really know? Besides that, the key piece of information, supposedly, again on Twitter or on social media, is Altuve hits the game-winning home run in the ALCS, right? And they head to the World Series based off that game-winning home run. Yep. When he's coming to home plate, he's excited, but he is reserved by grabbing his jersey and holding it together and adamantly (laughs) kind of... Now, this is revisionist history, maybe, but... People are saying that he is making it very clear. He doesn't want his jersey to be ripped off, which is kind of a, a, a way to celebrate now when somebody hits like a walk-off home run. They rip your jersey off. They dump shaving cream. You know, they do all kinds of crap to you, right? Yeah, I mean, when that, that, I remember when that story came out that he didn't want his jersey ripped off. And I immediately think, oh, not a big deal at all. I mean, he doesn't want it ripped off. It's a, you know, a keepsake of you know, a legendary home run that he hit, something that he's going to remember forever. I mean, he wants to hold on to the jersey, not have it ripped off. So I didn't think anything about it. So then this coming out today that he had a possible device underneath his jersey, I don't know, man. I need more evidence. Yeah, this is really early stages, and I'm going to let this one chill because I don't like unsubstantiated gossip this is just social media putting together a puzzle based off the information they have which is very limited so maybe this will sound like an antiquated podcast in a week but for now Bregman and Altuve we're just gonna chill and it has nothing to do with the fact that Bregman is one of my keepers on my fantasy team it has nothing <laughs> to do with that at all okay so just chill but with that uh Kellos Beltran was also relieved by the Mets so you got Beltran out as the Mets manager Alex Cora was let go on Tuesday, and, of course, Hinch and Luno were fired on Monday. So in a matter of four days, what a blowout. Things move faster than ever now, don't they? It's so crazy because you have two of, the, two of the best teams in the American League that don't have managers right now. It's very strange. And, but just imagine this. Okay, so you're somebody who missed out on the last cycle, the managerial opportunity. You were a finalist like maybe Eduardo Perez for the Mets or uh, – I don't know, Buck Showalter maybe didn't even get an opportunity, but now he's interviewing with the Astros, and Mm -hmm. so is John Gibbons, former manager for the Toronto Blue Jays. Two times for the Blue Jays. Yeah, double (laughs) dip. He did a double dip. He did a double dip over there. He did like 04 to 08, and then he came (laughs) back in 12, and they went to two ALCSs. Yes. So he has has like a 500 record. He's not a bad manager. Yeah, I agree. But there's somebody who's going to get a job. Like Derek Shelton is the new manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think it's fair to say 
I had no idea who he was. And I, I'd like to think I know baseball a little bit. I had never heard of him. I, I had heard of the name when I initially heard Shelton. I was like, Chris Shelton's managing? <laughs> Who's Chris Shelton, dude? <laughs> remember Chris Shelton? Uh, you know, what, what they called him? They called him Orange Pop uh, for the Tigers. He had a, just an amazing like first half of the season, and then you never heard from him again. He was a Rule 5 guy that the Tigers had about, what, 12 years ago now? Was that? Okay, so he hit 10 home runs in April. <laughs> and that was like 2010-ish? It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And then he, he just, yeah, you're right. Then he just fell apart. That was it. <laughs> That is the nature of baseball. Hot streaks come and go, man. Woo. But back to my point. Imagine if you're a manager who missed out on the first cycling, mm-hmm. and now you have a chance to get your first job. There's people who are having life-changing opportunities because of these firings. So someone's going to be like, wow, my life just changed. I'm getting my first managerial job in the major leagues, in the show. So I think that's pretty cool for somebody. It's unfortunate that it comes at the expense of others, but hey, that's the game, my friend. So, so the big question is going to be: so these are three pretty attractive jobs, in my opinion. Question is going to be: you take this job, you're going to be under scrutiny the whole time. You're going to be getting a lot of questions about what happened previous to you being there. Does that hinder you wanting to go after any of these jobs? I don't think so, um, but I think it's going to be important that these teams do find the right the right coaches. Okay, as someone who used to be a Tigers fan, and now I'm just a baseball fan. I would love the Tigers to hire Jeff Luno. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Hire Jeff Luno immediately after his suspension's over. The guy knows how to build. He knows how to win. He knows analytics. He knows how to draft. People, I mean, the, he knows analytics so well, the Cardinals try to steal information from him. Remember when the Cardinals got busted for that a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he turned an organization that was consistently a 90 to 100 loss team for a good four or five years. Three years later, they're playing in the World Series. Hell Yeah. I, and, the, and the future's bright. I mean, this is a team that's built for the next, you know, five, six years. Yeah, like, they're gonna, there's going to be this total reclamation and kind of reformatting of their image. Like, oh, everyone's against us now. When it, they did it to themselves. But they're going to totally spin this when they have a winning team that goes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, nobody thought we could do it after what happened. It's just going to be so cheesy and lame. I can already see it. I used to love the Astros. <laughs> now I hate the Astros. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like some of those players on that team, but it's a, it's a nice team to have a, as a new villain in the American League. Uh, so so I, do, I do have a couple questions for you, Mike. First question is, these three managers that are out, will we see them again with, within the next two years? Hmm. That's a great question. Two years? Uh, A.J. Hinch supposedly was mostly innocent him and he knew about it and he got pissed about it and he didn't do anything about it so he deserves to be punished yeah i heard a story he got pissed he like broke a tv because like this is too much of a distraction yeah that i mean that's the rumor uh aj hinch will get a job again because he's won a world series been to two world series so he's got a lot of experience there's just too much information in that melon of his to use a paulie shore reference anybody remember paulie shore melon hey Lisa, Lisa, Pauly Shore, remember that? Hey, you got to wheeze the juice, guys. Got to wheeze the juice out of A.J. Hinch's head. The weasel. As far as Beltron, he never had any experience in the first place, so he's going to be out for a while, and he's going to be towing the line, laying low for a long time. I think he's going to have to do another bench coach job or something before he gets a managerial job next time. Yeah, I, I kind of see that with Cora and Beltron, that they're going to end up within an organization, maybe not managing right away. I mean, maybe they hide him in minor league ball for a little bit. Or Oh, Cora's or, done, dude. Cora's done forever? Oh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's he took imp- it to a second team. Yeah, exactly. He's implicated in both the Red yeah. Sox and the Astros situation. He's in deep shit. Does and, baseball forgive? Well, 
they usually forgive if you're honest about it. He has been contrite, so he admitted he was wrong. Supposedly from the Red Sox press conference the other day, they said that Cora was like, yeah, I screwed up. I understand. At least that's how they labeled it. If he doesn't get like a five-year ban or a lifetime ban, there's been some talk of a lifetime ban. So That's, that's wild. I think you know maybe they do set the precedent and do that. Lifetime Poor Alex Cora. I feel bad for the guy. He won 108 games, won a World Series. Mm-hmm. Even if they cheated... You still had to be a really good manager and know the game. I just don't – even if you know what pitches are coming, you still got to make it happen. It's not a guarantee. That, that goes to actually – to break this down a little bit, the scandal and what it really is. If you know a curveball is coming or a changeup's coming, you still got to hit it. I just – I don't know if it means it's an absolute guarantee. I think people are just assuming, oh, I know a pitch is coming. I'm going to hit it 400 feet. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, when this stuff first – came out last year I was I was a little bit on the fence because you know throughout the history of time when it comes to sports there's a level of gamesmanship and trying to get a one up on another team and you know, I've been playing baseball my whole life you played baseball as a kid Mike when you're when you're a kid and you get to a point where you where you your catcher's giving down signs and you're getting signs to whether you're going to steal hit and run stuff like that the other team is always kind of you know trying to get a, a one up on you and kind of seeing if they can pick apart your signs yeah. So they've taken a little further in having some technology. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that's where you do probably have to draw the line. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it goes a lot deeper than I thought. It's it's so interesting hearing the stories about banging the drum and, uh, you know, having TVs that were in the dugout and then they were hiding them behind the bullpen. It's really, really wild story. I'm not surprised at all. I'm really interested to see how deep it goes, if there's any other organizations. I mean, you, you have guys that were on this 2017 Astros team that moved on to other clubs. I mean, Cora goes on to manage. manage. He seems to take some of the same philosophies over there with, uh, you know, cheating per se. So it's, 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 it's a really fascinating story to me. I'm interested to see where it goes with the, the Bregman-Altuve talk. I don't think they're going to be able to find much evidence of that. Uh, but, yeah, the Astros are definitely going to be a hated squad in the, in the league for years to come. What is a more controversial use of technology? This scandal with the Astros and Red Sox? Or the Aaron Andrews peephole scandal where they used the camera? <laughs> what do you think? The old peephole scandal. That was pretty. That was a gross violation and misuse of technology. But what really freaks me out is how many guys probably beat off to that blurry video. And that's what's, <laughs> I think that's I might sick. Know, I think I might know a couple. That's, yeah, see, that's how sad this is. That's how sad we are as a country and our obsession with celebrities. Pathetic. We'll pleasure ourselves to blurred images of celebrities. Jesus, Pete, what is going on in this country? Well, so so, so I, I got to ask you a little bit about Beltran here. Oh boy, were, were you surprised? Beltran was a player. It's the one thing that's kind of been talked about: is are these players going to be punished? Yeah, I was surprised he got fired. So, so was I. I, I. I was too. I thought it was something that would just kind of be swept away, and we wouldn't hear about it. I was. I was kind of surprised that he was let go. I, I refuted it about four or three a couple days ago in my uh, fantasy thread chat we have i said no way he beltron's a player all players are exempt yeah but now he's fired god i can't wait till they start talking to the players in spring training on the astros i just can't imagine how fucking irate verlander's gonna be he's not gonna want to answer any of these questions yeah where's kate upton we need to hear from kate upton on this upton talk to me the thing is though is beltron was fired by the mets he wasn't fired by mlb so it's important Mm -hmm. to make the distinction about a franchise trying to save face or feeling like they were lied to Beltron did not disclose this stuff before he got hired, so it's important 
that we note that, okay? So MLB is not going after players, as far as we know still, because they said they wouldn't. They can't Correct. go back on that word either. Correct. So yeah, if I this mean, buzzer it, thing ends up being more than what we hear today, I, I think it's just going to have to be the way it is. It's just going to be something that maybe happened. We can't prove it. I think maybe MLB's best course is to maybe leave this one alone. <laughs> I think uh, the core of uh, suspension punishment will come out, and then they'll close the books on this. Yeah. That's how I see it. So, having said that, that was fun. What a fun time in Houston and Boston. And what a time to be alive in the commissioner's office. Rob Banfred, the man of the hour. What a badass. Looks like he cares about a little more than just speeding up the time of baseball games. <laughs> or uh, cutting uh, minor league baseball organizations. No. Yeah. If That will never happen. If that happens, then... We might have to shut down this podcast because yeah, I can't support baseball. We might have to talk about this more in a, in a later pod, but I was a huge fan of Manfred when he came in, but he's made a few decisions lately and a few rumors have come out that I'm really not on board with with this guy. Yep, I agree. And I don't care that he punished these people. Anybody could punish someone. People are like, well, I give a lot of credit to Manfred for stepping up. It's easy. You get the information, you make a decision. It's like when Bush got credit uh, for attacking Afghanistan or Iraq after 9-11. It's like, yeah, what do you think he was going to do? He's just a baby sitting there frozen? Anybody could say, hey, shoot somebody down or go fire some planes. Get real. So let's move into the latest signings here. So I want to talk latest signings real quick and kind of the fallout with them along with some trades. So signings, trades, let's just call it MLB transactions. So Mr. Donaldson is a twin. Four years, $92 million. What do you think of this, Deary? Do you think uh, this is a wise move for the Twins? Or do you wish the Braves had signed him? What's your thoughts? I mean, so he goes to the Braves last year, really rejuvenates his career, having an excellent season there. That's true. He had so many injuries in Toronto the last two years he was there. Kind of felt like he would sign a you know two-year deal to come back to the Braves. Braves you know, didn't make a deal with him at all. They're either going to go with uh, Camargo or, or Austin Riley over at third there. And uh, the Twins sneak up and make a signing. Twins are not a team that go out and make big signings like this. Um, but if you're going to spend $92 million as the Twins, why don't you spend it on pitching? Well, that yeah, that's what I wanted to get to here. Is the Twins led the league in home runs last year. They set a major league record in bombs. Miguel Sano yeah. was out for half the season. They're now going to be able to move him over to first, but they need pitching desperately. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. It's going to help their defense because now Sano can move to first, yep. and Sano's an all right defender. He'll probably be a better defender at first. And Donaldson's ratings last year, I think he was third between the, or right behind Chapman and Arenado as the best defensive third baseman in all of baseball. Yeah, based he can on still the scoop it at third, no problem. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's a good move. It's not a bad move. I just feel like. The pitching signings they made with Homer Bailey, uh, I mean, is Homer that Bailey Rich Hill? And, and Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. Rich Hill is, I believe, 39 years old now. Yeah, he's an old dude, man. He pitched in Michigan like 20 years ago. <laughs> he, oh, what, what was the stat? I'm, I'm going to have to look this up. He hasn't pitched over 140 innings in like 12 years. <laughs> Since 1999? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, he, has, he had this weird run with the Dodgers the last four or five years here where he'd have just great seasons, but they weren't complete seasons. They were they were just stretches of like eight, nine games, and then he shut down for a month, and then come back, do seven or eight more games. Very odd. Remember when he came over the A's? Like, that seems like a lifetime ago. That was in the aughts. He was a fireballer. Like, he threw really hard, and he was a strikeout machine. That that guy's dead. That guy's long gone now. Now he's the curveball master. Yeah, he's just the, he's just a junk pitcher. And uh, Well, it's oh, a great curveball. But, oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he throws that thing. Well over 50% of the time. It's crazy. Yeah. 
he's he's going to serve up a lot of gopher balls there in the AL Central, I believe. Well, we'll see if he pitches. So, I mean, so he about, won't even be available to midseason. So, so what, what about Homer Bailey? Uh, that could be a nice – Homer Bailey and Rich Hill to me are like those classic – it's like the Todd Frazier signing with the Rangers. Okay. Instead of getting Anthony Rendon, they spend $5 million mm-hmm. to get like a borderline replacement level player. Okay. And they feel like the difference is not so marginal that it'll get the job done. Now, sure, it's not Donaldson, but it'll get the job done. Homer Bailey's been a confusing guy in his career. Well, he had a nice little bounce back last year. Yeah, he, exactly. that's why I think the, the Twins are really on board with him. He just had to get out of Cincinnati. It wasn't working. He had good stuff when he was younger. Uh, did he pitch a no-hitter when he was younger? He's got two no-hitters. Yeah, he's got two no-hitters. He's got okay. two no-hitters. Yeah. So He had one two years ago in like a year that he was, like I believe his ERA was close to six. See? <laughs> so the guy's got good stuff. It's just a matter of uh, maybe getting the right pitching coach to help him with the selection. Uh, maybe slight modifications in his delivery. I don't know. I there's always little tweaks for pitchers that can change everything, just like it is with the hitter stance. You know, Miguel Sano made a slight adjustment with his batting stance, and he turned into a, a real stud, frankly, in the second half last year. So he looks like somebody, actually, speaking of fantasy, I'd be looking to as a nice little sleeper. But the Twins are going to go out in the first round. If they make the playoffs, they won't have the pitching. Lock it in now. Now, there could be a lot of trade deadline deals that happen from now until when the season gets going. But as it stands now, the Twins just don't have the depth of pitching. The, t- the Twins have a pretty decent farm system going on. I think Royce Lewis and Alex, Alex Kirilov are pretty close to uh, Major League ready, and they really don't have a spot on the team. So, I mean, if they can ship those guys, package them together for, you know, somewhat of a you know a two- or three-starter, you know, midseason if they're struggling that, uh, on the mound, uh, they can maybe swing those guys for somebody to keep them uh, in the race. That's true. Alex Wood signed with the Dodgers. That's an underrated signing. He's back. Yes, he's back with the Dodgers where he had a, he was an all-star in 2017. So he's amazing, yeah. He is somebody, if he's healthy, he had major back problems. He's going to fit in with the 10 other starting pitchers that the Dodgers will have <laughs> that they'll just shuffle in. Now, this is an important note. Make sure you all write this down or put a note in your iPhones. MLB changed the 15-day DL. I'm calling the DL. I don't care if it's called the IL. It's the DL. Yeah, so the 15-day DL is for pitchers still. Pitchers are not a part of the 10-day DL anymore. All pitchers, 15 days. So you can't – this is a direct kind of response to what Andrew Friedman's been doing with the Dodgers and the shuffling and the rigging of the system for fake injuries most likely so that he can get players to save their arms. Yep, you're just skipping a start or two, bringing a guy up. Yeah. Yeah. So – that's important information, and especially for fantasy baseball. Make note of that. Pitchers are now going to be more on the shelf for a few days longer than hitters. Hitters are still 10 days. Gives the hitter a slight advantage, in my opinion. Matt Andrees was traded to the Anaheim Angels. Uh, it's a small move, but I think when he got some opportunities with the Rays, he's had moments where he's been pretty good. He's not a strikeout flamethrower dude, but he's a guy who can give you a low whip, give you six innings, and... I think it's a nice move that helps their rotation, which is still not great, obviously. And it's the weak part of the Angels team. Yeah, the Angels make the big signing with Rendon. I like Andres a lot. Um, where does he fit? Is he in the rotation? Is he kind of the long relief guy in the bullpen? Right, that's true. Yeah, he can go both ways. So You got him there to kind of supplement what you do have. Otani's coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Haney was injured for a lot of the year last year. They pick up Julio Tehran in the offseason. I really like Julio Tehran. He oh, has what? these great stretches where he's amazing. So maybe a, a, maybe a new place in Anaheim could help him out a little bit. Don't forget Dylan Bundy, dude. And then old Dylan Bundy, another guy who never has lived up to, to what he could be. 
But yeah. the stuff is still there, and the guy's a fireballer. Well, maybe it's like Homer Bailey. It's a new beginning. He got out of Baltimore. Yeah, and then after that, you got you know young guy Griffin Canning. So I, I think Andrees might might be able to slot in there in the four or five position uh, if you need him. Now this next trade was somewhat baffling to certain people. Uh, Matthew Liberatore or Liberator Lipitor Matthew Lipitor was traded from the Rays Lipitor. to the Cardinals. Uh, for Jose Martinez and uh, Randy or Arizona, I screw this name up. Yeah, prospect. Way. He's got so Randy many R's and Z's in his name. Randy Arizona. So Arizona uh, could be a guy that fits in as a utility player, infield depth for the Rays. Uh, Liberatore is supposed to be a, one of the top pitching prospects for the Rays. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Is this a preview, a prelude to a possible Arenado deal where Liberatore goes to the Rockies? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the talk. The Cardinals are, are, are possibly rumored to, to go out and get Arenado, and you know maybe they're trying to beef up a little more of the prospects they have to, to get a package going. Um, you know, they have Nolan Gorman there, who's only, only 19, who's, who was an A-ball last year for the Cardinals. You know, they got a couple other guys, this catcher, uh, Kinsner, I believe is his name. But uh, Libertori would be a guy that would definitely be in a package for uh, Nolan, and uh, we'll see what the Rockies do here. Hmm. Jose Martinez got ripped on by somebody on a pod I listened to the other day, and I disagreed with that. He's got a killer bat. He belongs in the AL now, so if he's in yes, the American League, absolutely. I know they've got Yande Diaz, and they got, and they got so many guys on that team where they just like to stockpile depth, it seems like. But Jose uh, Jesus Aguilar's gone to the Marlins, so if Martinez can get an opportunity to hit more as a DH, I think he could really be a 300 hitter, no problem. And if he gets enough playing time, 25 home runs is totally, totally doable. He's a guy that's really shown a lot for the Cardinals, but he could just never win a starting job there. He plays terrible defense in right field. Oh, it's awful. There's obviously no DH, so he was he was only playing a couple times a week. But when he played, he's like you said, he can bat near 300, and he's got some pop in his bat for a big for a big guy to be able to hit for average and have some pop. Yeah, he's he, worse than uh, Nelson Cruz in the 2011 World Series. He could have a breakout. I love I love these like just small moves that the Rays make, and this is how they stay competitive. Who remains? So we got Puig out there, Yazeo Puig, the ever, ever intense firebrand who's kind of chilled out over the years. He's not really uh, – I didn't hear many comments or stories about him in Cleveland or Cincinnati being an issue or like having no. clashes with fellow teammates. So maybe he was laying low because it was a contract year. I don't know, but he hasn't been signed yet. And the longer it goes, I, I am concerned that he's going to end up being like uh, – Dallas Keuchel and Kimbrell. So Kimbrell and Keuchel really dragged out for a while last season until they were no longer draft pick compensations. I wonder if Puig is going to be someone who doesn't get a job until late in spring training or something like that. I'm really confused about him. But what I am clear on is that Nick Castellanos will sign a deal in the next 10 days. Lock it in. Yeah, I mean, with Puig, he's he's still only 29 years old. I mean, he was almost believed to be one of the, the, the brightest stars coming up when he had that, that first year with the, the Dodgers. and Yeah, but he doesn't walk at all. He's, it's no, an he, swings at, he, he swings at everything. It's an um, on-base world now, right? That, if you're yeah. not getting on base... Agreed. Like, and that's why you've, you've seen him, you know, move teams. Out the, and, you know, the last couple of years he's been on a couple teams here. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm on board with you. I, th- I think it might take a while until he gets signed. I mean, who needs, who needs an outfielder? Who needs a corner outfielder that's competitive? Marcelo Zuna might also fit in that category. He's another guy that doesn't walk as much. He walked a little bit more last year. 
So I wonder if Ozuna is going to get much less than he thought he would. Because there was talk the Giants were going to be aggressive after him. But now it's mid-January, and I haven't heard anything about Marcelo Ozuna in a hot minute. Yeah, he had an inconsistent season last year. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's what you, what you just pointed out is that the teams are it's, – it's about getting on base. And you can find bashers everywhere in the league. I mean, how many guys hit over 30 home runs last year? It was ridiculous. <laughs> How so, many guys, so, yeah, so, like an all-time record, I'm sure. Yeah, I believe it was like... Beyond 40, the steroid era. It was, it was like 40 guys or something like that. <laughs> so those are like the few big-time free agents left. Puig, Ozuna, Castellanos. The Rangers have been said to be real close to a deal with Castellanos. And he's not going to play third base anymore. He's an outfielder. And he might even be a DH, really, because Castellanos is not a good fielder, as we know here from the Detroit Tigers. Well, right now in left field for Texas, I think they have Willie Calhoun... Uh, slotted in. Willie Calhoun can't play the outfield at all either. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Shinsu Chu's getting a little older now. I mean, it's amazing this guy's still in the league, but uh, I think Castellanos would really fit in well uh, with with Texas to possibly, you know, rotate between DH in and hiding him in the outfield somewhere. Deary, do you love a good rumor? Rumors. I love rumors. Rumors. We've got rumors. Oh, boy. Well, we talked about the Arenado trade. I think that's been established and. There may have been some names already exchanged between the Rockies and Cardinals. So yep. let me ask you this. Would you trade Arenado as a Rockies general manager? You know where your team stands. You went to the playoffs fairly recently. You didn't go last year, but... I'm, I'm a gigantic Rockies fan. I've always been a Rockies fan. Maybe it's just because those numbers get so inflated out there. But they got such such great young talent there with Arenado and, and Trevor Story, who's you know, just getting up to his prime now. Well, I worked at Coors Field in 2011. Coors Field. I was a supervisor. You did, yeah. I ran how how a, many months was that one? I, I did that for like a month or so. I, okay. uh, opening day. You worked for a Major League Baseball club. Well, no. I worked for Aramark. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, wish I worked I for the club. It sucked. I'm an Aramark employee. I ran six stations. Uh, the hot dog station, the beer station. I remember one guy got so pissed because at the end of the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh, you got to pull the kegs yep. on the third out. It's like in the naked gun, like, oh, my God, it's the third out. <laughs> and when the third out happens, even if a guy's about to walk up to you, nope. pull the keg, pull the tap out, it's over. Shut it down. And this guy got so pissed. It was out by uh, Todd Helton's Burger Shack in left field. There was this, like, a uh, beer stand. In the concourse? I love, <laughs> you, I love Todd Hill. The guy got so pissed. Like, I don't fucking Oh, man. I just had to let, sit there and let the guy scream at me. And eventually he stopped and left. So, think, okay, so back on Arenado here. Great story, though, by the way. Like, great oh, story. thanks. Um, yeah, Arenado gets this mega deal several years ago. He has an opt-out next year. What's the direction of the Rockies? I mean, if they can get a haul of, of prospects... I think that would be great. If I if I'm the Rockies, I probably make this deal. The, the why? Rockies, the, well, the Rockies the Rockies have no pitching. Their prospects are garbage. They do have some guys. I'm talking about lower prospects that aren't ready to come up. Brendan Rodgers is someone who's been an absolute beast in the minors. Got a short stint last year. Oh god, came yeah. up. Then he got hurt. And he and, was out for the year. And then he got hurt. And then you know you have Ryan McMahon, who hasn't really shown too much there either. Are you gonna be is is, is Arenado gonna opt out next year and try to go somewhere? I would, if if I'm the Rockies, I'd probably make the deal. As a fan, I want him to stay in Colorado because I, I like it when Colorado's good, especially because I'm a massive Trevor Story fan as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. What do you think, Mike? But why are they giving up? They went to the playoffs two times and they missed last year. They went in 2017, and 2018. They went to back-to-back playoffs, and now they missed the playoffs one year and it's over. I, mean, I don't understand the direction here. No, they, they, yeah, they need. Well, they need to find a way to get some starting pitching desperately. I mean, obviously, if you trade Arenado, then it, 
you're 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 looking at a rebuild, probably a short rebuild. Um, well, they got Herman Marquez. Marquez is a real stud. He just had a terrible, terrible go of it at home. But when he was away from home, he was amazing. Yeah, I mean that's the story in Colorado. I mean Kyle Freeland was terrible last year. Jeff Hoffman oh hasn't God. been able to prove anything. Oh uh, yeah, this is old news, dude. This goes back to when Mike Hampton signed that mega contract, <laughs> and he just was terrible. It's just. Yeah. They've tried the humidor. They've tried everything. It's just the way it is. So you have to know your team and adapt to the situation. I just don't understand why you would sign a guy to a $240 million contract and then just want to dump it one year later. Well, maybe they're thinking that's that's not the direction they want to go in. This is way too much money to invest into one guy. And maybe they maybe maybe they ship him and try to get a short rebuild here and uh, build up some more assets. All right, well. I guess the Cardinals are just going to get all the best players from the NL West over the last few years. They got Goldschmidt last year. Now they're going to get Arenado. And supposedly they're buddies, too. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Arenado's so good, too. I mean, he's, yeah, well, that's well. a huge pop. We'll see how good he is in St. Louis. Lineup. We'll see how those home numbers. Let's see if he'll hit 40 home runs in St. Louis. Now, if the ball is still juiced like it is, he probably will. But we will see. Uh, I want to make a note about local pitcher for the Tigers, Matthew Boyd. Uh, he's under club control till 2022, but... There's talks that they would move him for the trade deadline this year. Why would they do that, and is it a smart move? Well, I think they really should have tried to trade him last year, but... uh, He was huge. There was a lot of talk about him going to the Astros right up to the deadline. All all the rumors was that Avila was asking for too much, or Avila. He likes to be Avila. Avila. The Tigers were asking for too much. What I wanted to see the Tigers do is ship Boyd and possibly throw in one of their pitching prospects as well. Maybe not Manning or Mize, but you could throw in you know, Franklin Perez or an Alex Fajardo instead. Mm. But yeah, they, they just didn't make a move on Boyd. And the way the Tigers are, are, are going at this point, and we're going to talk some Tigers you know, a little bit as we get closer we? to the season. We are? Yeah, we'll talk about it. we got to talk about our home team. Come no, on, man. No, I am anti—I am— I'm not going to kiss Chris Illich's ass, dude. I'm sorry. We can talk about the Tigers, I'm but I'm going to get pissed about it. Okay, I understand. It might be that we're just pissing on the Tigers the whole time for you know some of the moves they've made in the last few years. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm serious. That guy's a douchebag, and he's destroyed this team. The rebuild has already been going on for a few years, and now it's like we're rebuilding again. That, they, that last year's team was one of the worst teams ever. It was way worse than the 2003 team that lost... Uh, what was it, 117, 116, 119 games? They it almost was broke a, the record. It was a god-awful team. The 2003 team was so close. They were like two losses away from it, setting the record. Yeah, this might have been the worst Tigers team we've This ever team was seen. way worse. At least that 2003 team had the fun end of the season. Remember, they, they were avoided by <laughs> – I think they swept the Royals on like the final homestand to avoid setting the AL loss record. It was awesome. So at least that team was fun with Mike Baroth and Bonderman, and they ended up becoming a great team in 06. I don't see this team becoming a great team in two three years. Oh no, it's 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 four or five years down the line. It might even be might even be longer if they don't start making the right moves. Oh, see, we already talked about it too much. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. We're talking. Okay, the right move. The right move was to trade Boyd last year. Yeah. And then he had a terrible second half. What's the market for him now? Okay. All right. Yeah, hey, I'm with you, man. Tigers, do whatever you want. Who cares? Uh, I want to make a quick point. <laughs> Starling Marte, outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a great speedy, average can hit for a little pop. Great outfielder. There's been talks that he would be traded to the Mets for Brandon Nimmo. Again, let's put on our GM hats, Deary. If you're the Mets GM or the Pirates GM, why would you do this deal? Marte for Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo is a very, very good on-base percentage outfielder. He gets on at a 400 clip when he's healthy. Yes. So what would you or why? 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 Okay, so you got to look at where each team is at. I think the Mets are due for a, a good season this year. I mean, they had that stretch last year where they got into the race a little bit down the end, 
even having a year where, where Syndergaard was hurt and didn't really have the best year ever. And, you know, Nimmo came up last year and was getting a lot of run. Um, he was leading off for them for a bit, a left-handed bat, gets on base, like you said, and then he ran into some injuries as well. Do they want to go out and get someone who's 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 established here a little further along than Nemo uh, with Starling Marte? I like Starling Marte. Does he, you know, put the Mets over the top, become them more of a contender in the in the NL East? Hmm. Maybe. Why why does Pittsburgh make that move? Pittsburgh Pittsburgh gave up Meadows to to the Rays a couple of years ago, and uh, that seemed to have backfired on them because Chris Chris Archer's garbage. Yeah, he just strikes out a lot of guys, does nothing else for your peripherals. Yeah, so is, is Pittsburgh trying to, you know, and they fix got that uh, trade Ray's got before? Tyler Glass now, who's been if he was healthy, he had a great start. Yeah, that that trade that trade was an absolute ripoff in the end. Yep, I was never a big Chris Archer fan, and the fact they got two big time prospects who were right on the cusp of getting to the league, and both of them got up last year, and like you said, Glass now got hurt last year, but looked fantastic. Mm. And Meadows had an incredible season. He got hurt last year, but I mean, he would have been in, in the in the talks for AL Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think Marte's a good player. I think Nimmo's slightly younger, and I think he's a better player just because he gets on base, and he can, he can do everything Marte does except play a great outfield. He's not as good a defender. So it could be one of those rare trades that works for both teams. If I was the Pirates, I would trade Marte for Nimmo, no problem. That's just me. But the Pirates are a disaster. But at least they got risk of Neil Huntington. After all those years, Neil Huntington's gone. He did go to a couple of playoff, a couple of wild cards. That was fun, but it was not a successful tenure overall. So there's a couple of big stars that may be on the move. A lot of rumors about Lindor. Everyone's heard about Francisco Lindor of the Cleveland Indians. Endless talks about him, but it kind of died down after Corey Kluber was traded to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie Betts has been – That's you, you guys know the story with Mookie Betts. Everyone's talking about him being traded. And then there's Chris Bryant of the Cubs, who's still waiting for this um, resolution on the uh, service time. He has filed a grievance against the Cubs saying that the service time – was manipulated unfairly and against the <laughs> rules of the CBA. And we're waiting to hear that ruling. So Chris Bryant, if he will be traded, and he's been mentioned to the Cubs, excuse me, to the Braves and to the Nationals as possible destinations. Yes. But that nothing will happen until that uh, grievance is resolved. Other than that, that's your big rumors. That's all that's going on. And the, nothing will happen with those stars, in my opinion. No. Until... I don't. I think maybe the deadline at minimum. But I think a lot of these guys won't even get traded. I really don't. Are the Indians to a point where they're selling and they're going into a rebuild, not wanting to pay Lindor? He's going to be up for a huge contract in a couple of years. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything moves here until maybe midseason. I don't see Boston giving up on bets. I mean, sure you can get a haul for him, but I mean, what's the direction that Boston's going in? Yeah. And yeah, and the Chris Bryant thing's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out with the uh, the grievance here. Yeah, I know a lot of people in fantasy who want to trade Chris Bryant or maybe are looking to get him as a keeper are hesitant because they don't know what's going to happen with him or where he's going to be. So it's holding up not only the real world, but the fantasy baseball world as well. Come on! So we love fantasy baseball, Deary. We do! And it's time for Fantasy Fun Fest! <laughs> Me and Deary are going to give you our first round. Just a first round. Now, this is not... Points exclusive or head-to-head or Roto exclusive. This is just an overall kind of combination. Obviously, things would change if this was for rotisserie. You know, steals are more of a big deal in Roto. Uh, Points leagues, uh, getting on base, getting walks, doubles, these things matter as well. So let's just give our first round based on the 12 best players for fantasy, Deary. We'll go back and forth. We'll start at 12, or should we start at 1? What do you want to do? 
Uh, let's start down at the bottom. How about you? Uh, you mention a guy. Uh, maybe I'll let you know where I have him as well because we got a lot of the same guys on here. Okay, so my 12th pick, we're doing a 12-team standard draft. So my 12th is Alex Bregman. Now, I know the buzzer thing's a deal. Who knows what the hell's <laughs> going on there? I actually put him down a few slots because it freaked me out. And I, <laughs> That's why? And I have him as a main keeper on my main fantasy team, so I'm scared. <laughs> so you didn't want to show too much love for the guy that you're keeping? Well, no. I, I'm, obviously, it's a no-brainer keeper, but... Yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> any one of these uh, 12 guys that we're going to mention here, I mean... They're all kind of interchangeable. It's it's whether how much you love a guy and where you want to take him and yeah. how much you want him on your team. But uh, I got Bregman up a little higher. I actually have him number at number four. Holy testicle Tuesday. What? Number four? How do you justify that? Dude, the guy had a mega season last year. It was ridiculous. Hitting bombs, RBIs, steals bases, uh, hits for average. I like him at number four. He's just one of those guys that I like a ton. And and. What he's surrounded by in that lineup is, is is huge, and it definitely helps his fantasy. Yeah, but he didn't steal that many bases last year. His his SBs went way down. Okay, so he had six last year. I think that could probably have an uptick this year. Um, he's a guy that should steal close to 20. I think a lot of it was the fact that he was putting the ball out of the ballpark. I'd like to know how many times he was on first base. I had a ton of doubles. How many doubles did he have? Yeah, okay, uh, he, had th- he, had th- he had 34 doubles. I mean, but steals are really hard to come by in in uh, fantasy baseball now if it's a guy who's also going to hit for power and, uh, you know, have a ton of RBIs. But I like Bregman at four. I like him in the top five. Well, he led the majors in walks at 119, but... And that's huge. If you're playing a league where OPS and or OBP is on there, I mean, that that's massive. Yeah, in a points league, I totally validate this. That's just fascinating. Number four. Okay. Uh, number 11, I went with Trey Turner. I'm putting him in the first round. I'm expecting big things. A full season, no more injuries, and stealing a ton of bases. Trey Turner is a borderline first-rounder for a lot of people anyways. I think in uh, average ADP right now, he's going 14, and that's according to Fantasy Pros. So that's really not much of a stretch to put him at number 11. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have him in my top 12, and it's because of the injuries. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy who is a super talent, can give you a, you know, a five-tool player, Really can be a fantasy stud, but he hasn't had a full season yet. Uh, I love him in that lineup in in Washington. Uh, he's a guy who certainly can be a top ten talent, but uh, a lot of people might shy away from him again because of this, these these injuries. But I think if he's there uh, early second round, late late first round, he's a great flyer to grab in that first round. Wow. All right, number ten, I put Garrett Cole. I don't love Garrett Cole, so that's why he's down. But he's going uh, number six on average ADP. But this is based on if it's a killer season. There's going to be slight regression. There's no way he's going to have the season he had last year. Over 300 strikeouts. I mean, the guy was just insane. It was just studly, and he had a contract year. I see regression after a contract year. Yeah, he gets this massive deal in New York. I, I have him at number 11 on my list. Uh, okay, so we're in the same ballpark. I mean, if, if you're going, if you want a, a pitcher in the first round, uh, you're probably either going a Scherzer or a, a Garrett Cole or a DeGrom. Sure, sure uh, Cole might take a step back this year, but it's still going to be probably pretty incredible in New York. Guy's got, got the stuff. He's, what, 29-30 now? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a lineup where he's going to get it. If wins are still a category for you, he's going to – Probably pile up the wins. Easy 20-game winner. Uh, I wonder if the home run ball will be an issue in Yankee Stadium, but we'll see. I mean, everybody gives up home runs. None of that matters. Everybody give up home run. Whee! Yeah, but, if I mean, if if, if you're, a, you're a guy that really wants to go out and get some stud pitching early, there's only a handful of guys. So the, the strategy, strategy is, do you go out and get two super studs right away, or do you wait and try to get those 
you know, number two, number three starters that could end up having amazing seasons like Cole had last year. Hmm. Well, my number nine, dearie, is Juan Soto. Now, I see that you have Juan Soto. I've been number five. Five. Top five pick Juan Soto. How would you validate that? I think this guy's ready to have just a super breakout season. The guy walks a ton, gets on base, got power, got some speed. He had 108 walks last year with a 401 OBP. That's impressive. And in his rookie year, when he played 110 games, he had a 406 OBP. So that's certainly a part of his profile. Yeah, I mean, he's going to knock the ball out of the park. He'll probably hit close to 40 home runs. I mean, 100 RBIs, 30 stolen bases. I mean, that's not something you can find everywhere. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I have him at number five. Uh, definitely a top 10 pick. Well, this is a guy with a 950 OPS last year, and he could break 1,000 no problem. So that is what's fun. But the key ingredient where I would actually validate maybe this being a top five pick is that he had 12 stolen bases last year. And he only got caught stealing once. Yeah, that's why. May, so maybe his uh, stolen so, bases can can get an uptick. I mean, I guess you know it is. It, it's hard because you, you, there's so many guys, especially on this list, is too, are guys that can steal 34, 30 to forty bases. But how often does the game dictate them being able to be having to steal a base in a game? How often are they actually standing on first base? I mean, steals yeah. are way down here in the last decades. So. Well, that's true. That's why they're at such a premium. So yeah, that's why Trey Turner is so intriguing. All right, my next pick at number eight is Arenado. And I see you have Arenado at number seven, so really no argument there. I think we can move on from that. Uh, number six, I have Jacob deGrom. Uh, you have deGrom down a little farther than I do. I think deGrom is the better option than Cole just because deGrom has been doing it now for a few more years. He's been the highest of highs, the elite of the elite for three years now. A couple Cy Youngs. Yeah, this guy, it's weird. He has a couple Cy Youngs. I almost feel like he goes under the radar out there uh, with the Mets in the National League. He doesn't get talked about as much as maybe he should. You're right. Even though he's one of those three, four best pitchers in the league. And he hasn't run into too many injuries the last four years. I've had him on several of my fantasy teams. And, yeah, if, if you're in a league where wins don't matter, wins and losses don't really matter, and you're looking for a guy that's going to have a ton of strikeouts, high K per nine, low whip, low ERA, Jacob DeGrom is your guy. Yeah, I'll say that you have DeGrom as your first pitcher off the board. You just have him at 10. Correct. All right. So after DeGrom, we get to the top six. I got Francisco Lindor, and you have him two slots lower, so that's not really a big big argument. Lindor is a stud. Everyone knows he can do everything. Yep. Uh, number five, I have Mookie Betts. Now you have Betts at the bottom I of round one. I have one. Betts at 12. That is fascinating. How can you justify that? How I mean, do you justify him at 12 and not at five? Justify it to me, dearie. <laughs> How did you do it? I think it mainly has to do with the guys that I have ahead of him. Um, So one of the guys that I have ahead of him that you don't have on your list, I have Anthony Rendon in the top ten. Holy mackerel. Yeah, I have Anthony Rendon at number nine. Uh, That's bizarro. I think he's going to have a massive season in L.A. I really do. Uh, Yeah, and I I have him ahead of Betts. Uh, wow. You can go either way. with. I mean, you're not going to be upset if you have either of these guys. That's a bizarre world. I mean, hey, you're, you're t- that's a bold take, dearie. It's I gotta not say. bold and not bizarre. That's a hot, bold, bizarre <laughs> take right there. Hot, we, bold, and bizarre. When we start talking, uh, when we, we do a full breakdown, when we start talking about, like, Jorge Soler going in the second round, then we can really start talking about bold takes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then it gets to the top four. Um I have Bellinger at number four. You have Bellinger at number six. Not a huge difference because you put Bregman and Soto so high. Uh, Bellinger is here to stay. He's incredible. No argument here. Now, the top three, it's the same. Who's your third? 
So number three for me, I have Christian Yelich. Uh, he bounces back with another amazing season after the MVP season. Not worried about the knee? Some would say last year's season might have been even better until that 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 knee uh, issue came up. I think but, it was. It was slightly. It was slightly better. It was. Yeah, I, I, and he's a guy that. I mean, I played several leagues, and most of my leagues, Yelich was going late first round, early second round last year, and he ended yeah. up being a top three guy. Because people didn't buy it. They didn't yeah, buy. exactly. But now he's validated it, and he's locked in. He's part of the fly ball revolution, baby. He yeah. is swinging for the fences up in the air all day long. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a stud. If he's healthy, he's a top five guy. And then our second choice is none other than the most exciting player in baseball, hands down, Ronald Acuna Jr., which would leave Mike Trout as number one still for both of us. We both agree that despite Acuna and Yelich and all these guys having a rise to fame and being studs, Mike Trout is still the king of fantasy baseball until further notice. Isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Ronald Acuna is my favorite player in the MLB right now. I've somehow become this massive Braves fan in the last two years. Uh, Ew. But yeah, uh, Mike Trout is uh, still number one. He's still king, and I think he is will be for the foreseeable future. He's never going to have a down year. He's still the one. Still the one. Ha, 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 ha. Who does that song? Still the one. We're still having fun. Like the Bay City one. Rollers or something like that. Oh, Jesus. All right, <laughs> so that's our first round. Uh, you know, we're not fantasy masters, but we've played this game for 20-plus years. We know a thing or two about fantasy baseball. We've won some titles, so you can rely on us. If you have any questions and you want to share some keeper questions or anything about your fantasy team, hit us up. Uh, for now... I actually just came up with a new possible show name during the show. I'm going to run it by Deary when we get off the air. We love baseball. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Deary, this was fun. I like baseball. Absolutely. I'm excited to uh, keep the ball rolling on this one and see what we can uh, come up with as we move forward. Yeah, stay tuned because we're going to have more fantasy talk. We're really going to break down the upcoming season. There's a lot of moves to be made still. And pitchers and catchers report in about three weeks. So 69 days to opening day. Hey, all right. Can't wait, baby. I'm Mike Govier, that's Chris Deary. We'll see ya. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.